UX Podcast, Episode 48. Listening to UX Podcast brought to you from Stockholm, Sweden. For people passionate about balancing business, technology, and users within the realm of digital media. Helping you break down silos, here are your hosts, James Royal Lawson and Pear Axboom. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of UX Podcast. You're listening to me, Pear Axboom. And me, James Royal Lawson. And we're doing this episode over Skype. Uh, yeah. Because this morning, my bike my motorbike wouldn't start and i thought okay i'll just take the car and the garage door wouldn't open the tag there's something wrong with the tag so it's just been a crazy morning for me as well because i mean we're we're doing this about 40 minutes later than we'd booked or planned yeah and and i was i was just about i've got guests here and i can't do i can't record it from my normal um, office in the office um and i was just about to go down and set everything up and i i I heard my neighbor Talking to me, oh, calling me. And mm. I, okay, very, it's very unusual that the neighbour starts talking to me at nine o'clock in the morning because um, <laughs> because we're all so busy we're doing our morning routines and things. Yeah. And what he, what he'd done was he'd he'd waved he'd, he tried to kind of wave a, a wasp away when he was getting into his car, and he kind of did that with his hand that he had his house keys in, <laughs> and he he managed to to fling his house keys no way. <laughs> into into my garden. <laughs> Just after That's he'd locked fantastic. the car, but before he got into his house, into his car, before he locked, exactly locked his house, but he'd not got into his car. Yeah. So he had to come around, and me and him were, were going through my, my, my meadow of dandelions that's outside of um, oh, this bit of the house, um, <laughs> searching for his keys. So, so that delayed me by about 10 minutes as well. Ah. We, we found them. So okay, cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre morning, man. Very Bizarre weird morning, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. let, let's look back uh, before we start we're talking about intranets today but let's look back at the, the event episodes we did for for UXLX we got some we feedback yeah we did a few episodes yeah. and uh, we got some feedback uh, partly about the in show because when we do a lot of ep- episodes I don't know how many did we do six or seven um, seven because we did yeah. the pre, pre um, episode as well right and, and you have to listen to the intro every time you listen. And we do two a day, and you have to listen to the intro over and over again. And we thought, and or the feedback we got was that maybe we could shorten it. Yeah, it's about one minute, two, one minute 15. Yeah. And, oh, that, that, and we realized that probably is pretty long for any episode, so... Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, I've, I've, I've chatted to um, um, Dan Pugh, or Dan Lofi. Um, he's the the guy who um, composed and created the theme tune for right. us, um, and I've 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 chatted with him, and he says he's going to do as a forty five second version. Excellent, <laughs> which um, I think is a good compromise. Yes, but we're going to try it. We're going to iterate. You see, we're going to iterate and try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, and... But it, it, if you've got any more feedback, because I, I exactly. well, we'd both like. Um, like to know what you think of the the event format when we go to these events and do several episodes um quick succession from the the actual event itself um do you like it is it is it is it good it's interesting is there is there another way maybe you'd like us to do that kind of reporting from um events would you like us to do more events mm. would you like us to stop going to events are you organizing an event and want us to ah. be there then give us a call like it yeah yeah and we'll <laughs> happily um we'll happily come there and um and cover your event for you yeah so, 
Feedback's good. It is. <laughs> it allows us to iterate and improve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, onwards to today's topic. Yeah, yeah. we're interested to let everyone up. It's the 30th of May today. Mm-hmm. We're very nearly at the end of May, which means here in Sweden we're rapidly approaching um, the, the, well, we're in the crazy bit before the summer shut down. It is. I realize today it's eight days of school left for my kids. Eight oh, school days. I've got more than that for mine. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. at me. But I've got. You'd think, but next week is two days off. Yeah, and mm. both of my kids have their birthdays before school finishes. Ah, excellent. You have to organize as, all these parties. Yeah, as do you. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I'm, I, my birthday's coming up as well. It is. Mm. Um, I only know that because you share your birthday with my son. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in case people think I'm kind of a you know, super memory man who can remember everyone's birthdays. I can remember two birthdays, maybe three, including my wife. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, um, last week, um, if it wasn't enough with going to Portugal for UXLX, um, I went down to, um, I went across to Gothenburg mm-hmm. um, for um, um, a conference called Intranetwerk. Yeah. Um, how do you translate that, Per? I guess you translate, because he doesn't use the, the A, A with the two dots over it, so it's... He inter- does, he does, he does, does in real, um, on, the, on the hashtag and things he doesn't. Ah, yeah. okay. And, and by he, we so mean... It's Chris- a, so, it's a, so it's a word play, with, it either means intranetwork or intranet pain. Oh, no, that, it's more kind of like, um, um, like a... Pain? Not, no, I was thinking more of, a, like you used to have kind of um, um, metalworks. You know, there's an, it's like a, you know, a, a ah, industrial. Okay. I, I think okay. it comes from that. It's like an, um, so the internet works, as in, you know, the place, the factory where you, yeah. you know, you sort out the internet, you smelt things, you make things, the, you know, the birthplace of, of, of industrial products, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. And, and when we say he, we mean Christian Norling, um, who's the, um, the organizer of this conference. Right. Um, both Per and I um, know. Um, and I hear uh, he did a go- really good job. I, it, I've heard a lot a, of people really pleased with the conference. It was a really good conference. It, it was really well organized. He mm. he split it up into. I, I'm not going to talk too much about the uh, format itself of the conference, but um, he, he split it up into two days, mm. um, three actually, because it was a workshop day. The first day was Swedish, Swedish speakers. Mm. Um, yeah, the whole day Swedish theme, and then the second day, um, international speakers, or rather, a mix of Swedish and um, English, but everyone spoke. English, right? Which meant, of course, the Twitter flow on the on the second day was was different because it, it it pulled in interest from the internet community um, at large. Right. I uh, really like that way of setting it up because hmm? in other other events I've seen uh, where English speakers and Swedish speakers are mixed up, and then you, well, it's unfair to, to the to the English speakers because they don't really get what the other people are talking no. about. And also, you attract a lot more international, uh, oh, the international crowd really. For attending a full day in Sweden, which, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, you get a lot more traction on the internet. Yeah. Uh, well, on Twitter and the other channels, people fo- well. find it easier yeah. to follow when you've got it all in one language for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, so I went on to the English day, um, took a train really early in the morning um, to Gothenburg. Yeah, you were just there over the day, right? I was, and I actually, <laughs> I actually, I actually missed my train. Um, no my, way! Yeah, <laughs> you didn't tell me. <laughs> no, because you know I've been using I've been using the the smart alarm on my up. Um, yeah. to wake me up and I think you have too and um, and I really like it but it didn't it just didn't work um, I'd set I'd set kind of one day alarm just for that one day and I stupid of me because I had to be up for such a specific thing I should have just sod, sod the up and oh 
language. Um, I should have just kind of, you know, used a proper alarm, <laughs> proper alarm, a real mm. alarm for that morning. Uh, no, so I had to rebook mm. last minute. So honestly. the up we're talking about is the Jawbone Up armband that we both yeah. are using now to record steps and, 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 sleep. and sleep as well. Yeah. And as uh, alarms then. Yeah, as alarms. <laughs> we, we'll do it. No, no, we'll probably end up doing a show about that at some yeah. point. Um, <laughs> about quantified self. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I missed Mr. and I had to rebook. But um, eventually I got there. I missed... Um, I missed um, most. In fact, I missed all of um, um, Sharon O'Dea's um, um, talk about um, um, well, the mobile digital workplace. Mm. Um, but um, but I got ch- quite a good chance to talk to her and chat to her. And I was reading all the tweets on the train, so I, I got a good feeling of that. Yeah. But what was um, um, what was really interesting because um, I've been to a few intranet conferences and I've, I've worked quite a lot of the years with, with intranets the la- the la- I think the last time I talked at an intranet conference was like two or three years ago so for, oh, right. so for me it's been a long time since okay. I've actually been in, in that area and talking about it or and really diving into it Yeah, and I, mean, I, was, I-, I was looking through the slides because I wasn't there I was just looking through the slides yesterday he's, and Christian's been really good about putting them out and he's putting out some videos of the talks as well they're already out yeah he's, he's released them I think yeah and uh I realized that, oh my God, nothing has changed. <laughs> it's the same old problems. Who's the owner of the intranet? Yeah, it's the information department. They only, ca- they only care about shooting out information. They're not communicating. It's, people have a hard time finding things. They're swearing over it, stuff like that. Yeah. And I see all these examples that I've been seeing for so many years. And I yeah. realized, well, why is nothing happening? I think there's a big difference between the Swedish and the English day. They, um, you're right. Uh, on an awful lot of people, it's it's still the same old story with intranets. Um, and I, 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 want, I think a good way of, of of describing this is that you've got, if we look at look at the internet or the, the world of, of of web and things we do with web browsers, um, we've got at one end of the scale, you've got e-commerce. Mm. Uh, and the e-commerce uh, side of things, they're, they're the ones pushing the boundaries. They're the ones that are, you know, doing all the research. They're um, they're doing real, um, well, the product and e-commerce side of things. They're doing the research. They're looking at what's happening. They're testing. They're iterating. They're they're tweaking, and they're 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 making money. Mm. Um, then you've got the non-transactional services and sites where it all gets a bit more fuzzy about why we're doing stuff and, and a bit more loose about whether we need to do certain things and you don't test as much and you don't research as much and have lower budgets and everything. And suddenly, at the other end of the scale, we've got intranets, the poor younger brother of everything. Yeah. Um, they have least resources, least money. Um, they do least research. They do least of everything um, and end up being stuck several years behind everything else. Um I think that's, 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 that gives you a feeling of what it's like to work with internet in many situations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nowhere near as advanced. And, um, yeah, they are behind it. There's there's no incentive really. There's no monetary incentive, is, which is why they're left behind. Of ooh, course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the non-transactional sites on the internet. You've you've not got the direct monetary aspect mm-hmm. of yeah. e-commerce. The, the joy there is that you see people put things into baskets and check out. You see the cash coming in. Um, with intranets, it's all it's all um, derivatives. It's all you know. You you enable something to happen and become profitable or or do their job. Yeah, um, people aren't really measuring the outcomes of intranets. Uh, no, they, they may be asking people how, ha- how happy they are with it, and people may be yeah okay, and that's fine. And that's a fine answer for for a lot of people. But it, I mean, it has so much potential to be so much more as a tool in people's everyday work. So, yeah, I mean, just just looking whether people are you know, finding a web page or, mm. or getting to a web page on the internet that, that doesn't really tell you whether it's all been successful. And mm. this is this is what we've seen the theme in the last what's happened in the last year or so, year or two uh, in the world of internets is we've we've had an um, 
a birth or a talk now of the, the thing called the digital workplace. Um, this, this kind of started at the same time as we started talking about mobile and, and how do we deal with mobile for intranets. Um, but this is also the digital workplace, the, the bigger world outside of just your desk computer, um, integrating all services in, inside a company into one platform you could call it the, the, called the digital workplace because right. um, in, inside companies is always multitude of systems you've got time report systems you've got um, room booking systems you might have um, uh, ordering systems um, stock systems accounting systems uh, procurement systems um, um, payroll and HR systems mm. um, depending on what you're working with you might have a special system for um, um, oh, cl- client information um um, customer service. Uh, I mean, you, you know, the, the list of types of systems is almost endless, yeah. and all of these are just sat in silos internally. So the digital workplace talks about how you can you can work with these um, as a whole and improve the the user experience um, or the the employee experience. Mm. And and that you could say leads me into what was my biggest take home from um, Internet Work. Um, People were talking about user-centered design. People Ooh. were people were talking about listening to users. Oh my people, god, listening to users. People were talking about research and researching thoroughly before embarking on an internet project. So actually finding out what people would find it useful to have on an internet? What they need to do their jobs. That's that's really <laughs> wow. And, but, but I mean I know what you're you're mocking it a little bit now though. <laughs> and, and and I'm actually joining in with you a little yeah. bit and mocking that. Yeah. But any of us that have worked with internets know how much of a revolution it, it must be now for for this to start happening. Like people are returning at conferences and talking about this. And and actually doing this in some situations, um, Story Enzo and IKEA were two of the people, two of the companies that did presentations, mm. and they're they're doing this. They've they've learned and realised that um, you know it's not just about building an internet page for your department and pushing out the information you know that you think might be useful for everyone. Mm. It's about enabling people to do their jobs, and this also includes the social internet side of stuff and allowing people to communicate, share ideas. Um, uh, and so on, because um, we know that's that you know, helps people be productive, helps people do their jobs. Um, uh, a wonderful eye opener, and I'm, I'm quite excited that they're they're getting there. I just hope that um, more companies will realise the value of this and mm. allocate the correct amount of resources um, to this kind of work. Um, because I mean, um, there was a I had a Twitter conversation with um, Jonas Söderström. Yeah, uh, Jonas Blindhen, who we interviewed just before Christmas in a on bar, podcast. Right. in a bar with yeah. loud music in the background, <laughs> um, and um, he said, um, "Well, even even though that now organisations um, know in principle that UX is important, what are the what are the excuses? Why why don't they do it? Mm. Is it is it just not enough time now?" Um, so I replied, "Well." You know, I think it's seen as expensive, and we know we have the same story with UX um, on the on the other side, on the internet side. It's considered often expensive and, and time consuming because of course time is money, right? And it's still hard to, hard to measure. Yeah, and it's far far too easy to plow on without doing it. And you're not setting goals. You're not setting goals for the internet. You're not setting. Well, you are, but sometimes there there are goals well, what are, which what are, are the, yeah. What are the goals? 
Oh, sometimes it's, um, I mean, it might be things like you can find information easier or I've even had internet goals where it's to just things like to reduce the number of documents. <laughs> yeah, or, or something like you said before, like share information. Yeah. But sharing information is not for everyone. No. I mean, no. there are different people, different cultures within companies and yeah. I, I'm thinking... Jobs. That, yeah, you're, you're and of course, that's where the UX comes in, that you have to really find out what, well, what are people doing every day and what, do re- what tools do they really need? But yeah. I find that people are rushing into the social internet, sharing information, all that stuff, making it sound really cool, but it doesn't always have to be. Internets can be boring, but still very useful, as long as you can find information you really need when you start working with the stuff you work with. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, um, it's about being honest. I mean, all, all these projects we do, um, whether it's internet or internet, uh, a lot of the kind of key things are down to being honest to yourself and being honest to the project mm. what are people really doing what are they what do they really want what does the organization really want can we honestly make this mesh together in a way that works um and i think this is this is exactly what you've said there about traditional intranets mm. there's, there's been an awful lot of blah, blah 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 putting your hands over your ears and and not listening and ignoring mm. um you know and even if you do do some of the research i think sharon um um Odea said um about um um, you know, you could do you do some research, um, maybe a workshop or something like this, um, and then ignore it and write what you think and just say you did some research. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of thing that does happen. Amount, I think as well in internet projects, um, you kind of listen and then ignore it and plow on doing what you want to do and pretending you've done some research. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, but I think I think another issue, um, not only is often the case that internet projects are considered to be technical projects. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, this, uh, this is part, in part because of the, of the, um, the much sport. Uh, when you get into enterprise organizations, you know, the bigger organizations, yeah. the, the, the availability of, or the choice of system, because everyone always has to have a system. And the, the, when you're looking at the pure internet side of things, then the choices of platform are very limited. Um, nowadays, I think it's like seven out of ten large organisations are running SharePoint. Yeah, it might even be higher than that. It's probably even eight out of ten. It's a it's a ridiculously high number of organisations, large organisations that are running SharePoint mm. in some form. Mm. That's almost always um, a, a thing that comes out of the IT departments, um, and it's very rarely done with users' needs in mind. It's done with IT needs in mind and pushed out, and there's no mm. choice because maybe the rest of their whole architecture is Microsoft based, so they put um, SharePoint in it too, um, or they they see that everyone else is running their internet on SharePoint, so that must be the thing you you should do now. Mm. So, so what happens then is that people find workarounds, they find workarounds yes. in, in the way they use Messenger or exactly. stuff like that, use email. I, that's exactly that's a real good, that's a real good point. Fair. One one of the conversations, uh, another conversation I had was about um, um, Dropbox. Yeah. Um, and and just think about like well SharePoint it's a, it's an awful product when it comes to usability. Mm. Um, they they claim they've made lots of improvements for the, the latest version two thousand and thirteen and they have I think they've made some like over a hundred um, you know user interface changes and improvements. Um, but for any poor soul who's been using the previous version and gets upgraded that's an awful lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know my my wife has SharePoint at work <laughs> and uh, she can swear sometimes mm. and. When she's using SharePoint, the the worst of her language comes out. Mm. I can tell you, um, it's it, she hates it, and I know very few people. Do you know anyone who loves SharePoint? I'm I'm thinking really hard because we had SharePoint at Excellent before as well, and yeah. we were really trying hard to make something out of it, and we, yeah. we couldn't. 
No. And there was lo- I, there were lots of smart people working there. If, we were trying I, to integrate it with Yammer, we couldn't even do that. No, well, that's easy now because Microsoft bought Yammer. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Right now, that should be. Well, it's getting easier. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's getting easier, um, but it's still a parallel yeah. product. But, um, but no, if if you, if you ask normal workers hmm. who have to use SharePoint, I there's very very few that think it's um, it's it's a dream product. Okay, and then you ask executives. So, uh, if the if SharePoint is useful, well, people get the work done, and they, they don't really care that people are swearing over it because they're, they're getting the work done. But they're not reflecting over how much better work they could do if they were smiling all day long. Well, you're also getting things like go, going back to what we said about with workarounds. People are like water; they will yeah. find the way out. They will find the ways to to do stuff. And what you, one of the conversations we had was about how people are taking the documents that are officially stored in SharePoint because that's mm-hmm. where they have to be. But to make them accessible via their mo- mobiles and and um, other laptops and things, they're putting them in sh- in, um, in Dropbox. Right. Um, and yep. they're finding ways to mm-hmm. get them to Dropbox. And it doesn't matter what your IT department does. It doesn't matter how much they block it. There are always ways to get these. Yeah, I worked a, uh, as a consultant at a big company, no names here, uh, where they introduced a new document management system. Mm. I mean, they put millions and millions and millions of money into this. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. And it was just too slow to work with. So yeah. what happened was people came to meetings uh, with uh, USB sticks. And they were walking around giving each other USB sticks because that was the best way to share information. Yeah. Or, you email, or you email a document to, to another email account. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, everyone does all this. Mm. And this is what I'm saying about the, the being honest. I mean, mm. you've, got, you've got IT and security and compliance and everything. Um, and you've got these big vendors like SharePoint mm. or, um, or so on. And... Mm. When it boils down to it, they're not really doing so for the users. And there are so many stories like this, and it all comes really mm-hmm. down to ethnography. I mean, if you could just work, yeah. be be around a workplace like that for a couple of days or a week or so, you'd know what the problems are and how people actually do work, and you'd you'd have so much information about what type of internet and, you really should be doing. And that's exactly what like Storyenzo and IKEA and some of the other speakers yeah. on the, the on the second day of um, Internet Fair said. Listen to your users mm-hmm. because you get so much good input and good mm-hmm. ideas, and you know what they want. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I'm, uh, a word of advice there as well. I mean, it's not all, always all about listening to what they're saying, but listening no. to what they're meaning. <laughs> it's exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it's talking to them and then um, recording and interpreting what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and balancing this with business mm. needs because you've got you've yeah you've still got to um, find the balance there. Mm. Um, but um, but no, uh, fantastic that we're, we're we're making this kind of progress now. I'm, mm. I, I just hope there's um, we get a bit more diversity mm. um, as far as products go. Um, for intranets, um, or people, you know, don't get just lost in SharePoint, um, and, we're, and that's we're seeing people are integrating them with different products now, or using SharePoint for one function and then bringing another product in mm. for um, for maybe the social side. Um, oh, there's one I've got one um, thing I couldn't dig it out. There was um, one excellent thing that um, um, IKEA did, um, mm-hmm. and talk about guerrilla research. This is fantastic. Um, see if I can find what I um, wrote here about this. Um, uh, no, I can't find it quick enough. Um, no, um, Gorilla Research. Well, um, what IKEA did, they sent out, um, well, someone with a camera to a few different IKEA locations um, around the world. I think there was one in China, there was one in Sweden, right. there was one somewhere else. And they asked them, um, oh, what's um, what's your um, what's your what's your dream digital workplace? What's what do you want from a digital mm. workplace? And they asked normal workers. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were doing this... Um, I'm, I'm uh, sort of getting goosebumps here. here I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, realizing that 
I mean, if there's anything you listeners should be doing, or, or both of us as well, if there's anything we should be doing in our projects is just going out, talking to people, and using a camera and showing yeah. showing that around. <laughs> it's the best this way to what, communicate. You, uh, go go and look, go and look at the IKEA talk um, from Internet Vogue. Uh, we'll yeah. put, I'll put the link up to it if um, Christian's published it. And if you just watch one bit of it, skip to the bit where. Um, uh, where, they, where they show the film because what they did is they edited all these little clips from from when they asked this question to, to normal people um, and put it into I say normal people just workers um, they put it, <laughs> they put it into a three minute video as, as part of the um, the pre project work and and you know um, yeah. buy in process for the project and this three minute video is excellent it it tells you like it is now um, people um, um, say things like oh well I just want to I just want to be able to, to, to write an update and, and do it. You know, mm. they, they, they say it as you know, simply and as they, they want it to be. Right. Um, they, they, don't want, they don't say, I want SharePoint, I want to be able to you know, do and then massive technical specifications of everything. They just say things really simply and, and straightforward. And, then, and they, they tell you, oh, this is my job, and this is what I want to do, and I, I think it should be like that. Um, and it was fantastic. Just sat there watching that, thinking, oh, God. Mm. Wonderful, you know, user research, yeah. um, going out there talking to people, filming it, sharing it with others to mm. help help um, plan the project, but also help mm. educate others about what people think out there and mm. and communicate some of the um, aspirations and desires and needs um, of the workforce. Mm. Um, and they sound like they're on a. They're, it's going to take. They've also been so sensible enough to realise that to move IKEA to um, oh, a fully modern digital workplace is going to take a long time because it's not just it's not just systems it's cultural exactly um and change management <clears throat> is a is a is a crucial part of all this work mm. um and and that's that's it's always true with these internet projects you're you're dealing with people's workplaces and how they're, they're doing their jobs um and it's not just throwing out it's not just launching a new design start page you're mm. you're changing people's worlds um, right. Well, you know, they sat there for eight hours a day, often in, you know, needing you're, you're to do. You're changing stuff. their worlds, but hope you, you have to be changing them in a way that oh, I'm using something like that already, but this is much better if I use mm-hmm. the internet version of it. <clears throat> yeah. And you were also ma- mentioning some stuff about replacing tools, like yeah, we have SharePoint, but for other purposes, we're using other tools. I, I know I saw a slide from Oscar Bad. He, ha- he had the traditional tools and he just replaced them with, with Dropbox and Yammer and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and realizing that you, you can just piece together a tool in, in a week now uh, that would serve as your internet, but it's made out of 20 tools that are available online right now. Yeah, there's been a couple of good examples of um, Swedish councils that have um, done that kind of um, mm. thing um, where they've taken basically all open source stuff uh, if possible um, all that kind of off-the-shelf tool, and 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 spent their their efforts and money just integrating these together in a in a way that works when they need to, mm. um, allowing them to be more agile, more flexible going forward. Yeah, because once you've implemented SharePoint, you've implemented SharePoint. <laughs> exactly. That's it, mm. and you're going to be year, you're going to be you know many 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 years before you leave that world, if ever. And thinking about that, perhaps there are people out there that actually do like SharePoint and can use it in a good way. What I, a point I really like to make about intranets is that it is a lot about finding information, but some people are just better at finding information than others. And sometimes it's just better to have someone you can ask that can search for the information for you. 
And no, you, sh you shouldn't be afraid to implement systems like that. It shouldn't be about everyone doing everything. It should be about the people are, that are best at something. Give them the tools to help others as well. Yes, and this is this is something I, when I was last working with a social internet. Um, that's one thing I preach a lot about is that people like asking people. You know, if you you learn and you know, if if um, if um, Peter, um, you know Peter is um, pretty hot and pretty good on that tool or that process. Yeah, right. You ask him. You go across. Mm. You walk across to his desk, and he says, "Oh, remind me. Where's that document? Or what do mm. I do with that?" And he tells you because he he is the guy who knows that thing. Exactly. Um, why Why would I sit there at my desk, mm. fifteen meters away, and search for it? Mm. It's much more efficient to ask him. Same as like you pick up the phone, and you ring someone, or you email them because you know where the source of the information is. Because we're 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 social creatures, right? And the internet um, is not just the, the technical stuff. The internet is the people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the kind of search information, the Googling internally, that's a fallback. Mm. That's something you do when you've exhausted your, your social contacts, you know, social um, channels. Exactly. Uh, I, I, found, um, I found that quote from Ikea now as well, um, okay. in my collection of tweets. Um, it was from a Chinese Ikea worker that were talking about the digital workplace um, and the, the future vision of it. Um, Everybody just logs in and puts some updates. It'll be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You see, wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and another, um, nice. another, another um, bit of um, it was um, um, Linda um, uh, Tinnert from mm -hmm. IKEA that was doing the presentation. Um, and basically, said that showing awareness and understanding is the foundation to um, digital workplace success. Mm. Um, which is which is a nice. Um, well, inside there, but they've realised that it's the people. It's about the people, stupid. Um, exactly, and it's a, it's a good realisation. It's a good step on the way. But I mean, st stuff like that. What you were saying, what the IKEA is doing, just going out and filming people and talking to real people. Mm. Uh, I think that's what we have to realise. We have to do next. We, we have the insights. We know it has to be user centric, and we yeah. have to talk about user centric. But we have to start doing it as well. Yeah, I think I think um, because of the way that the world of the internet is. So far, even though it's waking, waking up now, and we're making some progress, and, and a lot of companies are showing how you can do mobile and digital workplace and and do it well, um, we're still years behind the the internet, hmm. and I think it's going to hit like a car crash in a few years. Uh, yes, because oh, we're going to have such high expectations, and we're going to we're going to see how it's working and how the internet itself has become much more uh, mobile first or mobile only, um, and and people who are um, non-desk workers who are doing jobs in the field mm. um, are going to start to be living in a world where they can do absolutely everything via their mobile apart from their job. <laughs> no, that's a good quote, actually. And, I like that. And that's when the car crash will hit because mm. you're just going to get such a huge amount of stress and frustration and and I'm hoping it'll be the tipping point. We'll really, we'll really see then that God, we've 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 got to do this mm. now, and that there's so much money to be made from allowing people to work mm. um, in a better way and researching I, how they work. I can actually re relate to that in the project I'm working in right now because there's one woman who's, who works, uh, well, in a state-owned company. Let's say that, and okay. uh, <laughs> it's so funny because we're we're in a project team and there are four people of us and, and three of us are consultants and she her computer. She can't install the stuff that we want to be able to work with. We want her to install Dropbox. That won't work. Google Drive. That won't work. <laughs> Skype. That won't work. And so we can't really communicate with her. <laughs> 
unless oh. we actually meet her. And it's so funny because the rest <laughs> of us are just all over the place with all these tools and it's making our life so much easier. Yeah. And she's just not allowed to. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, not, not an unusual story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're kind of nice to let you force to meet her. Like yeah, that, of course. You know, yeah. uh, if it works. But... We, we sit all day working in, in, a, in a small conference room nowadays. Yeah. Kind of fun as well. <laughs> but, um, but, no, but that's this whole thing about, um, Jonas Söderström as well was saying that you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk about digital workplaces and there's a lot of focus at the moment about how we can enable, or you do the, the opposite of Yahoo and enable people to telecommute and work from, you know, Starbucks or from home or from anywhere they like. Mm. Um, but we've got to remember as well that that's just a, 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 a proportion of our economy. Yeah. Uh, it might be a very important mm. part of it, um, it might even be the, the driving engine for the economies, these desk workers, and digital workers. Um, but you've still got an awful lot of people out there who are doing field work and mm-hmm. managing, you know, managing forests or, or um, you know, doing care work or um, you yes. know, working in stores, shops and things where they have all got mobiles in their pockets. And, um, you know, that's um, it's going to be. So it's going to be. A, it's going to be. A, we're going to have to have a revolution in a few years. Yes. I've mean, one more little Absolutely. insight here, and I was just um, when we had a we had our kitchen done. I, I might have mentioned. Did I mention this in one of the US? I think shows? so. <laughs> and about the plug, the workers that came and they, they yeah. did the building work here, and just that fact that they all had iPads and telephones. And oh they yeah. Sat there, mm. They were reading content in doing. They were during their breaks. They were mm. sat there discussing news articles and reading news articles and things on on their iPads. Mm. Um, and it was, it was fascinating to, to come in and see this like three three builders sat mm. in my living room all with their iPads and iPhones mm. discussing content <laughs> and discussing sport and stuff. And you know, a few years ago, they would all be sat there with um, with tabloid papers, you know, paper papers, reading yesterday's yeah. news. I remember um, the carpenter who came in to build my kids uh, like loft beds. There, uh, he just he was he took pictures of the beds after he built them uh, and posted them online on his Facebook page. Yeah, and right. that, was, that, that was his marketing. It was, yeah, it was another beautiful. guy, one yeah. of the guys that did some my kitchen stuff, did the same thing. Took mm. a picture of um, yeah. one, of the, one of the bits, one of the features we had in the kitchen, mm. and he posted it, um, mm. or he uses it in his collection of of, of um, photos to show when he's um, yeah doing sales talks to other people. Right. Uh, I get when well, this is this is probably very Swedish compared to some other countries where they they're, they're builders and plumbers and and so on don't sit around looking at iPads <laughs> <laughs> with three G connections. Yeah, I mean, I understand true. that probably yeah. is a little bit more advanced in some markets, but mm. but still, it's a it's a insight into. To where we're going, and um, I think we so. um, one of the one of the things we heard from um, I think it was um, it was Luke um, Luke at the US Lex Rubaski. Uh, he mm-hmm. um, he talked about how in America certain um, demographics are you know mobile is their only way of accessing the internet. Mm-hmm. So they're all out there. They're doing they're working and they're doing jobs and they have their mobile and the mobile is their internet. Yet they're they're not able to do their jobs. Right. Because their jobs haven't come that far. And the, I just read the other day was a study from Australia where they actually realized that the mobile internet usage has has uh, surpassed the well desktop and uh, well not only desktop but uh, what do you call laptop computers yeah, as laptop. well uh, in use of the internet. So more people are actually accessing the inter- internet internet via mobile than regular computers. Yeah. Now in yeah. Australia, which is. Yeah. That says something, and it's probably the same. They just haven't done the study yet in a, in a lot of countries, but mm. that tells you a lot about where we're going. And it's just just mobile in the yeah. future. What it, what it is? Well, and also we're we're entering yeah. a, we're entering a bit now. Um, we're entering a phase now. I think we're slightly drifting a little bit, but we're entering a phase mm. now where we're we've. 
we've got more devi- device diversity mm. than we've ever had in the history mm. of personal computing. Yeah, we've got we've got mobile phones that are everything from three inches mm. to to six inches now, <laughs> um, and then you've got tablets that go from basically six inches all the way up to I think Sony do a twenty-four mm. inch tablet, um, which is madness. And then you've got mm. laptops which you can remove keyboards and because they become tablets. Mm. And you've got laptops that are everything from like nine, ten inches up to what twenty-four inches or something. Um, then you've got laptops themselves, and you've got desktops, and you've got iMacs, yeah. whatever, with a massive retina screens that are big as football pitches. I actually found a link yesterday. I'll post that as well. To I think it's called ScreenSize.es. So screen sizes. Yeah. Uh, that posted a lot of these different sizes. It's it's insane. It's, we are we are drifting, but we are. But I but think it, the workforce. We have, it's all about understanding the workforce. And I, I'm realizing that. People have so much stuff, they have so many gadgets, and they have better devices at home than they have at work, which means that people are bringing their devices to work and expecting them to work better for them in their workplace as well. Yep, and that was one of the things I talked about the conference, the bring your own device, yeah. that, that whole... Um, well, bring your own device, and also that convenience always wins. Like I said earlier that you know yeah. people are like water. They will find the way to, mm. to trickle out and to do what they need to do to do their jobs. Mm. Um, even if your IT department doesn't like yeah. it or your policies don't like it. So so either you understand them and help them or you just... Keep on swimming <laughs> against the stream and, <laughs> right. and hope that you'll get to the top of the mountain again. But, yeah. you know, you know <laughs> it's not going to happen. We've got to be honest, wake up, mm-hmm. do some um, user research um, and and listen to our workers, help them do their jobs. Mm. I think that's a good note to end on, actually. Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Remember to give us some feedback and remember to keep moving. And see you on the other side. You've been listening to UX Podcasts with James Royal Lawson and Pear Axeboom. Visit uxpodcast.com for more episodes and to subscribe to the show. UX Podcast, moving the conversation beyond UX. Thank you.